Here we are, Brew Trails, episode number two. Thanks for tuning in once again. This episode, we're talking with Mike Popejoy, who is on Team Dark Sky. He is heading off to the Olympic trials soon and also crushing on the trail, so we'll talk to him about all of that stuff and some more. We'll also let you know about our new beer releases, what events are happening both in town and at the brewery, and also the music that you can be enjoying live at the brewery. So sit back, pop open a beer, and welcome to the Brew Trails. Alright, so I am absolutely stoked. This is our first interview ever on Brew Trails podcast, um, a special interview as well, uh, directly tied to Dark Sky, because I am with our first ever uh, Dark Sky athlete, Team DSB athlete. Um, so introduce yourself, who are you, uh, and what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, my name is Mike Popejoy, um, super excited to be uh, partnering up with Dark Sky and my running and other exploits, and uh, yeah, happy to be on the podcast and chatting about um, beers and running. Sweet, beers and running, exactly. Brew Trails is exactly <laughs> what this is about, beers and running. Um, beers is first on there, so actually let's uh, let's dig in right now. I'm not going to do an interview, or I'm going to hope to not do an interview without popping open some kind of awesome beer. And so uh, today I, it was kind of cool because Mike came back from a vacation and actually brought uh, Dark Sky some, some growlers of some of the stuff from uh, a couple brewers. I think there's two different breweries from Indiana. Uh, Mashcraft Brewing, and the other one was ta- Taxman. Taxman. Yeah. Taxman Brewing, and so today we're going to open up one of the Mashcraft Brewery ones. Uh, this is a uh, crazy an Imperial Belgian Brown Ale. Um, three definitely awesome words, uh, at least for me. Pretty recently, um, getting into the you know more and more different styles. So Imperial High Alcohol, um, Belgian. So Belgian yeast, given those Belgian flavors. And uh, a brown ale, a good base for it. Uh, this is called Linus and Lucy. Oh, and I didn't take the tape off before, so hopefully... Oh, yep, okay. Sometimes these things can get crazy. Oh, I should have put that right up to the mic for the opening. It'll do a little... Uh... So I'm pouring into an Arizona Trail... Oop, an Arizona Trail pint glass. No, you can't hear that at all, huh? <laughs> uh... Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And then here, I thought this was appropriate, too. I grabbed the bootlegger. Uh, 25k glass. Maybe we'll talk about that. How uh, you may or may not have crushed the course record out there <laughs> in Nevada at the bootlegger, but I was there too. Fun race. Glad uh, glad Ian Torrance put that on again, even though uh, not as much support as in past years for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ended up being a fat ass race. The um, which for those of you who don't know, that is a race that doesn't really have a. I don't want to say legal, but it's not a. Uh, it's not officially. You know, time. There's no official, you know, 
winners or standings. It doesn't go up officially as, you know, a, an official race. It's just kind of people getting together and saying, hey, let's let's do this race. Let's go this distance. And there can be timing and stuff. There was, you know, you wrote down your time there. And yeah, it's kind of fun at old school like that, you know. Stop mm-hmm. your watch, write it on a piece of paper afterwards. <laughs> right, yeah. Results go up online somewhere. <laughs> it was awesome. I gave myself like half an hour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was proud to write down my, my time. But the bootlegger used to be a race that uh, was an official race. And this year, uh, it didn't go. It didn't go as a race. Um, participation, support, some other things. But yeah, definite shout out to Ian uh, Torrance, who was the race director there and, and said, you know, forget it, everyone. Just come on out anyway. I'm going to put this race on for, for free. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he gave everyone else their money back who paid. And then uh, people like me who hadn't paid um, took this as an opportunity to go do the race. Um you know, he marked it. He had it marked. He had, you know, uh, minimal aid, but aid out there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a great time in a beautiful area, Boot Lake Canyon, outside of Vegas. So, mm-hmm. it's fun. Was my first time out there. Was it your first time yeah. out there? My first time in Nevada, I think, even. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go to a new state and uh, crush <laughs> the trail and, uh, you know. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a sip of this. So yeah. I hope soon this will be a video podcast. So you can see this beer, but um, yeah, pretty cheers. dark. Yeah, definitely a dark brown. Mm, that's good stuff. Yeah, that is um, the alcohol is good on it for being imperial. It is eight uh, percent, so it's it's pretty well hidden. It's definitely got a malt back backbone yeah definitely um you know very lightly hopped on that one um the belgian characteristics on it are you know there's definitely a raisiny kind of thing almost mm-hmm. like a belgian strong ale which i guess that's kind of kind of what it is it's a belgian strong brown yeah um, really really big caramel and raisin for me um, yeah nice uh i'm happy to be sipping on this while we're yeah talking. definitely cool thank you Mike. <laughs> no problem all right, we got to get kind of serious here. Um, <laughs> just kidding, absolutely not serious at all. Uh, so just want to say how awesome it is to have have you as a dark sky athlete. And that being said, um, I didn't even approach you. You approached us, which is rad, which is really <laughs> cool. So kind of tell us about, you know, what the hell were you thinking coming up and, and talking about being a, a sponsored, a beer-sponsored athlete? You're already a sponsored <laughs> athlete, but a beer-sponsored athlete. Yes, yeah, so, I mean um... – my wife Myra and I um, just got super into craft beer, and we did some some trips across the West. And once we sort of settled here in Flag and landed here, um, came to Dark Sky a few times and just sort of loved what we saw, love the vibe, uh, love the name, um, creativity, new stuff every week. Uh, you guys are always trying crazy stuff. Um, so yeah, I thought it'd be super cool to just partner up with a brewery and uh, help you guys out. You guys help me out, and um, especially because you guys are super local too. Um, something that was really attractive to me, um, especially with the sort of state where I'm at running-wise, not having like a huge, you know, mega shoe company contract or something like that. It's kind of fun to, um, you know, partner up with some smaller companies um, mm. in a way that's, you know, not possible if you've got like a big exclusive deal with uh, with oh. one big conglomerate. So um, it's the other thing that's nice about it. I guess so they would, um, so they'd be like, no, 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 you're not going to, you know, go with these couple of little ones you're just gonna stick with us kind of thing yeah i'm not i'm not sure if they'd ever if they'd ever sort of outright say you couldn't but you just <laughs> yeah. don't really see it you know i mean yeah. i think partly too it's just the trail running community is much more into that like you know working with different people and making different connections whereas 
on the roads, you've got much more of a, you know, one athlete, one company sponsor kind of thing. So yeah, true, and that's yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about that too as well um, about the difference between the trail and the road. We'll get into that, um, but I think it's really cool that that you you experienced us first and and you liked what we were doing. That's uh, that's awesome to hear um, because you are you're kind of exactly the person that we want to. I wouldn't say cater to. We're not looking to really cater to, but but it, it's a it's a similarity. It's you know a common weave of of what we want to do and. Ever since getting to know you, I know that there's definitely commonalities between what we'd like to see happen in this cool town and, mm-hmm. and what we yeah. like seeing happen in this cool town. So Yeah. That's one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was I was just sort of interested in you guys initially from what little I knew. And then as we kind of partnered up, we found we had a lot more in common and stuff to chat about and um, super into environmental stuff. And you guys have that kind of bent too, you know, trying to reduce impact and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was cool to... Find those further connections down the road. Yeah, it is. It has been a oh, it's been a, such a good growing relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice, awesome. So yeah, you're you're our first DSP athlete. We've been thinking about it. You know, we were thinking about it for a while, and um, you know, there's a a couple other people that we kind of have dabbled with um, as well. I uh, hope to get Kelsey Gray on here. Mm-hmm. She's one of our bartenders who also is uh, crushing out on the trails, some of the longer distances, the 50, 55 Ks mm-hmm. and stuff. And then, um, you know, we, we picked up a, a bike rider, a mountain bike cross country guy. Um, it's winter time right now, so it's not <laughs> his season. Um, so I love to, to kind of dabble in all these different sports. Yeah. Excuse me. There's definitely carbonation in this one. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's just, it's awesome to see that grow. And, and I'm glad uh, that you're, you're so down with, with uh, the beer sponsorship. It seems to be kind of a trail running thing. People are starting to pick up beer sponsorships um, left and right, and, and it's kind of a growing trend uh, to see on that. Yeah, I think maybe part of it just goes with the more relaxed atmosphere of the trail scene. You know, people don't yep. don't sort of shy away from having a beer the night before a race or right <laughs> after a race, um, whereas on the roads, you know, yeah. people might be a little more uh, regimented, I, I guess. No, yeah, beer is great recovery. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think right. it's got the right protein to carb ratio. No, it doesn't at all. It's, it's all carb, but... Uh, carb loading previous, though. Yeah, a little carb <laughs> load, as long as it, it... depends on what previous is. Are talking <laughs> like an hour before the race? Right. <laughs> or during it? Uh, oh, I love... Oh, we got to talk about a beer mile eventually, too. I'm putting that together. But yeah, it is. It's more relaxed, more beer-friendly, or as road running, it seems, is more tied into... I don't know, pretty regiment kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, because you, I don't know. Um, you tell me, did, did you come strictly from a, a road background? Is are you experiencing trail races for the for the first time here in Flagstaff, or is that something you've done off and on? Yeah, so it's it's mainly my first my first time dabbling in it. Um, I've always done my runs off road as much as possible. So I just love getting on on trails, you know, single track stuff back where I'm from in the Midwest as much as I could. Um, but yeah, I jumped in some races here and there just as like, you know, I run it as an easy run kind of thing, but never really got into to racing them until I got out here. Um, just much easier. There's a lot more, <laughs> a lot more places to train to do it, a lot more races, um, a lot more people doing it in general. So it's just part of the fabric more than elsewhere, I think. True. Okay. Yeah. Because um, where, where are you, are you from again? From Wheaton, Illinois. So outside of Chicago. Um, okay. But previously my wife and I were living in Boston for... Well, I was there for about a year and a half. She was there for a little longer. But um, so the opportunities pretty... to get on trails there is pretty limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, pretty, both pretty pretty flat. And, I don't know. I mean, you could have trails, but I mean, not mountain trails there. You yeah. Know, you're more running through. I'll be totally 
insensitive to regionally insensitive and say, you know, you're running through like cornfields or, or like <laughs> agriculture, but Boston, um, I don't know. Are there are there any mountains and trails you know in and around Boston? If you get if you get outside, so especially in the Northeast, the mountains there are almost they're they're almost difficult to run compared to the west. So out here in the West, you get way bigger climbs. They go for way longer, but the grades are pretty manageable. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas out east, you have these climbs that are a mile or two, but the grade is just absurd, and you're yeah. jumping up like two sets of stair steps, you know, each time. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a lot more extreme, but that's, I mean, you got to get out to sort of Vermont or New Hampshire. And of course there's mm. sort of urban, you know, urban trails and stuff like that near Boston, but not, nothing like here where you can just get on a road or a trail and go as long as you want, essentially. <laughs> Amanda, the social media guru here at Dark Sky. Dark Sky loves to support Flagstaff's local live music scene. Here's the list of upcoming live music at the brewery. On Friday, January 29th, we have a special treat for you guys. Jason DeVore from Authority Zero will be playing on acoustic set from 8 to 10 p.m. Cover will be... Oh wait, there is no cover! Alright! You don't want to miss this show. He is awesome. This is a 21 and over show. On February 5th, Tony Poor will be playing for the first time at DSB from 6 to 8 p.m. His music is an alternative rock style. And on February 6th, Brandon Decker returns to have some fun with his band, Decker, at 7 p.m. So, come grab a beer and listen to some awesome live music by talented local musicians. The music you're listening to right now on this podcast is by Decker. Well, the loosest of lips have been known to sink ships. Snake with two faces is a backbiting bitch. So casually, tongues do rock free, but the squeaky wheel is gonna get the grease. So if you got something to say, Cool. So you so you started. Uh, how long ago did you start running? Um, I guess competitively or, or doing races. Yeah. So probably my freshman year of high school is when I really started to train. Mm-hmm. I mean, in middle school I ran cross country, but just did it sort of, you know, on talent or interest, I guess. And then freshman year of high school, so I was fourteen, I guess, when I started to kind of take it 
okay. take it seriously. So cool. And so all through high school, you ran cross country. Yeah, cross country and track through high school, and then uh, college, and then just sort of continued with it. Do, is speed background like um, you said track there too? So did you do? Yeah, I was always kind of a the longer I go, the better kind of mm. person. So even in track, high school, the furthest you could go was two miles. So I'd mainly run two mile and mile. Um, once I got to college, I ran 5K, 10K on the track, um, which can be, it's quite a, a particular challenge to run 25 laps on a, <laughs> yeah, on a track. Yeah, that sounds but... terrible to me. <laughs> I do not like, oh, yeah. man, the monotony kills me. But, that's right. <laughs> um, that's another part of the mental attitude, though, that is cool to see when people can do that. Like uh, Zach um, Bitter, Zach Bitter, yeah. just, just now did 100 miles on a track and, and broke the record. It's something, I think it was like 11 hours or something yeah, like that. right that's, at like seven-minute pace. Ugh, that's crazy. That's insane. I don't even want to know how many laps that is. Um, <laughs> I know there's four in a mile. 400. There you go. So four, yeah. Hey, easy math. All right, that's good. Uh, 400 times around the track. That's just silly. It, it almost seems like you have to have almost a psychotic mind to do something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Cool. Okay, so you you were running track, you were running running roads. Um, you said you like to do some of the training stuff out on the trails. Yeah. And then uh, when I when I met you uh, when you came in uh, to Dark Sky, uh, you were going to do the bootlegger of twenty five k. I think before that you were going to do a marathon in in uh, Houston, Columbus, Columbus. Columbus oh, Ohio. okay, not yeah. even close. Uh, Columbus and. But then you were going to do the bootlegger, yeah, uh, 25K out in Nevada. And so I know I jumped on the opportunity there, and um, you did you did okay, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it went, all, it went all right. I mean, I, I got the the 25K course record, but the, the caveat is, so the bootlegger hosted mm-hmm. the, the U.S. 50K champs um, at least once and maybe more than that, but obviously some pretty high caliber at a, at a USATF championship. So I think there were some guys who probably had run you know, split faster than I did on their 50K. Uh, but I guess for just the, the straight 25, it was a, a course record. So, yeah, uh, that was okay. fun to, to get out there and just, I don't know, push myself on the trails and get my mind off the roads that I'd been on for a while. I'm really stoked to see you out on the trails and see what you're doing because, um, you know, not to make this like a big, like, bragging point or whatever, you went out down to the McDowell Mountains and, and grabbed another course record down there. Yeah. So um, I'm stoked to see you... Uh, you know, hitting the trails and, and pushing yourselves on these, on these trails and, uh, you know, grabbing some, some real fast times as a lot of people are doing these days. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I'd like to move up and maybe try some 50 Ks also at some point too. I think that sort of jives well with the marathon distance and marathon training. I think if I ever went sort of go longer though, to the real ultra stuff, I think it takes a, a definite shift in, in training emphasis if you're going to go you know, 100K, 100-mile kind of thing. So at least for now, um, staying on the shorter end, which is up to 50K at least. <laughs> yeah. No, so. I, I think 50K is perfect for, for fast marathoners. It's, you know, it's not that much more. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it is because it's also a trail, but it's not distance-wise, it's not that much more, just another, like, four miles or so. Yeah. Um, what is it about Flagstaff there that's uh, piquing your interest? In yeah, I guess, I don't think I've ever, I've ever been anywhere else or found anywhere else that has the combination of, like, natural beauty and access to the outdoors along with the kind of like intellectual richness and culture that mm. Flagstaff has. I mean, a lot of times you get one, one or of the other of those, you know? Um, nice. So yeah, to have both of those with, uh, just all kinds of cool people here doing cool stuff and the university, it's just, uh, 
lots of variety in a in a small place. Um, so you, you're running and, and you've got these sponsorships and you're pushing hard for that and and hopefully we can talk about the Olympic trials here in a second um, yeah. as well. But um, but you do make an income uh, somewhere else. So what do you do here in town? Yeah, so I teach uh, philosophy at Coconino Community College, um, which has been great so far. Um, taught a couple classes that were beamed up to Page. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Coconino County is the second biggest county in the U.S. Um, so we've got a pretty big, pretty big reach. So it's cool to have a variety of students and backgrounds and ages, um, especially at a community college. So yeah, it's been fun and it's um, worked super well with with running, you know, because not lots of classes are super early and most of the work is sort of on your own class prep and grading. So it's uh, been nice flexibility yeah. to keep getting all the miles in. So you create your own schedule in, a, in yeah. a sense, except for the actual classes. Yeah, you exactly. Say, well, I can get a run in now and grade later. I can grade now and get a run in later. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the some of the things you're doing in town because I think that was one of the other big things that really, you know, got me super excited about, about pairing up with you and, and – and you know, being trying to be involved as much uh, with Dark Sky uh, with you as well as some of the projects you're you're starting to put forth. And so yeah. uh, one of those is is Runners for the Wild. Yeah. And so talk about that. What's that all about? Because I think it's I think it's awesome. Yeah. So basically, I just had this. I mean, I've always been interested in the environment and sort of conservation and things like this. Partly because of my philosophy background. Partly just because I took awesome trips as a kid. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So. Combining that with my interest in running, um, I mean, running for charity is this like huge um, system now in the running community, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I sort of noticed that like environmental stuff is usually absent from it. It's usually about sort of human health related stuff, which again, I think is um, wonderful stuff that people do. But I kind of thought that the running community, particularly people in areas like Flagstaff, people who are gravitate, people who gravitate towards trails and so on. Um, could be mobilized to like support some of these, uh, you know, some of these movements to preserve natural ecosystems and uh, and the places we love to run, frankly, too. Yeah. So that's kind of the yeah. the background of it. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it just is a perfect fit. I don't know why it hasn't been, you know, put forward there more often, especially trail runners. Yeah, I mean, you're yeah. running, you're respecting that that trail uh, most of the time. You're respecting yeah. that trail, and you're and you're loving that trail, and you're loving the ecosystem and the environment it's built around. Um, so making that connection with now supporting it is awesome. So what specifically is what's what's going on with that? What uh, or you know, it's it's just now getting started. I know that. So, yeah. So what do you what is the future of that that you would like to see happen, or what are some cool things that have happened possibly already? Yeah. So um, I mean, one thing that I think would be great is to to get runners to consider running for environmental causes. Um, in the future, and that's something that I've started to try to do in my, my build up to the trials to try and raise some some funds for different environmental causes. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, because that's I mean that's it's crazy what you've actually been able to do with this first little project. Yeah. That you've done. So so what is that? Talk about that. That's yeah. It's that's been awesome. it's been amazing how much uh, support people have come out with. So I I sort of did it on this kind of unique system of trying to to run for a certain amount per mile, so someone could donate like one cent per mile or 10 cents per mile. And I did it as like my last uh, 10 weeks leading up to the trial. So, so far I'm up to like 620 or 630, $6 and 30 cents a mile or something like that. Oh. Um, yeah. So hopefully it sounds like it's going to come out to around six or seven K maybe, um, oh. which would be sweet. <laughs> um, That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So, 
I mean, our vision for Runners for the Wild is maybe in the future to to have a platform where others could could do that easily, just like there's a platform to run for other charities. Um, I mean, other stuff that I think would be great is like getting a system of uh, like carpool, you know, get a an online platform for carpooling to races to mm-hmm. runs. Um, the other thing we thought about is doing. I mean, I don't know if we would have the expertise to do this, but um, figuring out a way to do like. Uh, sort of audit, a sustainability audit for races. So people could say, I'm concerned about, you know, reducing my impact when I go to a race, the amount of trash, um, transportation, all these kind of things, um, which races do better than others. Um, stuff like that well, is our things we so have maybe, thought about. Maybe even like, um, I don't know if this would be a positive spin on it or maybe it'd be negative, but like almost kind of like a little report card of different yeah. races, you know, or maybe yeah, it could exactly. be an opt-in kind of thing. Um, doesn't have to be super public because I think that might be well, I don't know. Competition's good. Yeah. You know, if you compete for that, for that A, you know, I could see like almost like a, a stamp of, of this race is given an A rating by Runners for the Wild. And yeah. Blah, blah. Definitely. So is that kind of what you're, you're talking about? Yeah. Something like that. Or just something where people could know, you know, like oh, I, I go to this race and especially someone who's concerned about this stuff, they want to know that the race is, you know, recycling what they should and composting stuff, and, you know, and reducing the impact as, as much as we can so we can keep doing this sport we love. They would say I'm an angry man I was a lonesome man That I'm just a hungry man Look at me, the bewildered one I am a Soviet I am the powerless Here I am, proletarian I'm not a tortured man I am the every man Made my decision and my deed is done I am the bastard son I'll kill everyone Never better over there Never better over here Never better anywhere Made my decision and I'm through It's all over now for me Guess it's all over for you Here's the list of upcoming events happening at Dark Sky Brewery and also around town. Valentine's is a time for love, not rivalry. Get your tickets soon for our first annual Beer, Hearts, Wine dinner on Monday, February 15th. This is sure to be a decadent evening with Beer by Dark Sky, Wine by Fire Mountain, and each is paired perfectly to food, Made by Joe and Tara from the new restaurant downtown, Shift. Plus, as a special treat, one of the courses will be paired with a barrel-aged Saison slash Zinfandel collaboration by Dark Sky and Fire Mountain. Tickets are available at the brewery or online at the link in the show notes. On January 30th and 31st, it's the 5th Annual Flagstaff Do Downtown Winter Festival. After watching the snowboarders shred the gnar down San Francisco Street, walk on over to Dark Sky for some delicious brews and snowboard films on the projector all weekend long. Are you going to Devil Makes 3 show on the 31st? If so, come pregame just around the corner at the brewery. Show your ticket uh, for the Orpheum and get $1 off of your pour. Our very own Team DSB athlete Mike Popejoy joins 19 other 
talented Flagstaff-based runners headed to the 2016 Olympic Marathon Trials in LA. Help us send them off with the Flagstaff Pep Rally. It's on Wednesday, January 27th at 7 p.m. at the Coconino High School. Good luck, runners. Mmm, chocolate. The Flagstaff Visitor Center is hosting the first annual historic downtown chocolate walk on February 6th. Dark Sky will have some dark chocolates and, of course, a chocolate stout on top. Stop by the Visitor Center for your map and passport on the day of the event. Okay, so you talked about trials. Trials are, uh, are coming up pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, February 13th? That's right, yeah. February 13th in L.A. Mm-hmm. And so... Everyone come out for Valentine's Day weekend? Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, make a make a trip of it. Support, especially here in Flag. How many, Do you know how many runners we have? I don't know exactly, trials? but I, th- I think it's more than 20. Somewhere between oh 20 God, and 30. Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I had no idea it was that many. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I think we got like five or six people going no, out we got a, no. Yeah, between men and women, we got a, we got a good crew. There's actually oh, a, a group on Facebook called uh, something like... Olympic trials are bust. There's a whole bunch of people organize some charter vans to oh. drive out there together. And, well, I'll definitely, know. I'll put that, uh, that on the show notes um, yeah. for the podcast. I'll link that. I'll link your, uh, I'll link everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put a bunch, there'll be a bunch of links on the show notes, but, um, oh, that's cool. So just a big old, big old party van going out to the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a good time. <laughs> nice. So you're, are, how are you feeling right now about, about your training leading up to, to the trials? Yeah, I've been, I've been feeling good. Um, I mean, I think I'm probably in the best shape that I've been mm. before, so that's always encouraging, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. Marathon's always a different beast, though, you know, so um, <laughs> you can never get, be too confident going into it. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to going and just having a yeah, good experience. I mean, realistically, outside of a miracle, um, I won't be competing for a, a top spot. Um, so I'm just looking forward to placing as high as I can and having fun and getting experience. So Yeah, yeah, that's... What an amazing life experience, just uh, busting out something like that, like going to the Olympic trials. It's, I mean, that's a dream come true, it seems like. Yeah. And actually, I just found out from a post that you did a while back that it's uh, a dream that's that's generational, that's kind of family-linked, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So my dad my dad ran at the trials, uh, Ken is his name, in 72 and 76 in the 1500 meters. So he was a short-distance guy, a lot more leg speed than, than I had. Um <laughs> But yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to carry on that tradition. My grandfather was a, a runner back in the 1930s as well. Um, oh, wow. So it's just cool to have that, uh, family history and to, yeah, be heading back there. Um, after, I think it was 40 years ago, my dad was there last. So, oh, wow. Kind of fun. Nice. It's in the blood. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that until I saw that you posted something about that. That's really cool. Yeah. Really neat. Um, so, February 13th, trials after that. What's, uh, is there anything else on the calendar? Any thoughts, ideas on, uh, running wise or, yeah, or life wise? All kinds of stuff, um, running wise. (laughs) Um, and we'll see how it all pans out, but the main focus is going to be getting to the, the world champs in the mountain running. Um, so that qualifier will be in July and the world champs are September in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria? Um, Yeah, it should be pretty gnarly. (laughs) Is Bulgaria, so, I mean, I'm guessing it's mountainous. 
Oh, yeah. So yeah, mountain, so this year, the Mountain Champs are interesting. They switch off between uh, a loop up and down every year and a just straight uphill year. So, like, last year it was you gained, I don't know what it was, you gained a bunch and you lost a bunch in these short loops. And this year it's just going to be a straight climb. So the, the U.S. <laughs> qualifier and the Bulgarian ones are each, well, the U.S. is six and a half, and I don't know what the, the world will be, but it'll just be a straight climb to the finish. Holy crap. Um, yeah, so that's a, I'm looking forward to that one because I think I'll have a better, you know, better shot at, at placing high there. Um, oh, okay. Huh. But I thought about maybe doing Trans Rockies, maybe doing some of uh, the Ultra Adventure races. Um, yeah, just diving into some stuff a little bit more than I have in the past. So. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, definitely wish you luck in in I guess three different facets in your Olympic trials, your mountain running, and then. Um, Almost, you know, to the top of it, your your community effort that you've made here, and I mean, you've come into Flagstaff only a couple of months, and I've already seen some some huge things that you've put forth and, uh, and are trying to get going. So yeah, well, it's just been. I mean, it's a lot easier when you've got a bunch of folks interested in the same stuff and super passionate about about their interests. So yeah, it's just a great collaborative place to be. I think that helps so. for sure. You still enjoying the beer over there? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's great. I'm uh, I'm on my second one and it's uh, going down pretty <laughs> pretty easy. So <laughs> it's getting better with the, with the increased temp, I think too. Absolutely, I am a huge. I, in fact, I took it out a little bit before you got over here. Yeah, but yeah. Letting that come up to temperature is uh, is important. Yeah, and I'm really getting this is a big strong malt backbone. Yeah, um, and I'm, I'm starting to get a, a ton of that caramel now coming through but mashcraft brewing um cool that's uh i think i haven't heard of them before i don't know if you know if they're only in indiana or, or they are yeah i think they i think they're only recent too i mean they might even be newer than you guys but maybe not Whoa. um at, at most Look maybe out. a couple of years so <laughs> yeah all right nice so uh they're doing some good stuff this is a big strong beer um and i had their double ipa earlier uh, or their imperial ipa um on a trip and that was that was really well done too so look out for mashcraft they're uh they're rocking some good beers at least the two that you brought back for me so yeah um, loving these cool well uh i definitely want to say this is awesome i'm so psyched to have you as our first uh podcast guest um if it's perfectly you're interlinked with the brewery which we'll be talking a lot about on the podcast you're um you're out on the trails and out on doing these endurance sports, which is the second part of the of what we want to do in this podcast. So yeah, I think it was uh, it was really awesome, and um, yeah, we'll definitely have you back after uh, after the trials for a little uh, a little recap. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Went. It's my first podcast too, so uh, well, thanks for having me on yeah. and initiating me. <laughs> yes, initiation done. We got the paddles in the back, so <laughs> cool. Rock on. Um, thanks a lot. So again, uh, I'll have. Show notes, I'll have links to what Mike's doing around town and um, uh, a link to to where you can support him. Uh, well, no, not support him. Support the uh, foundations. What are the three different foundations that are you're uh, supporting with your uh, per-mile running? Yeah, so it's uh, Grand Canyon Trust, which is based mm. here in Flagstaff and does a lot of work on the Colorado Plateau. Center for Biological Diversity does a lot of stuff with uh, Endangered Species Act, Love mainly that. nationally. But they're also an Arizona group located in Tucson. And then uh, a really small um, group called uh, Wild Nature Institute um, that I got hooked up with with the work they're doing in Africa and Tanzania with migration corridors and and giraffe uh, preservation stuff like that. Right so, on. So yeah. 
super local, national, and international. Yeah, definitely. All those. Cool. So I'll link those uh, websites up. Um, I'll I'll try to get this out as quick as I can. We'll see. We're recording <laughs> in uh, in January, in early January. Um, we'll see how fast I get the podcast out. Hopefully, in enough time to people. Uh, who are listening can can donate and, and become a, a part of that donation. And come um, to your Science on Tap. And come to Science on Tap. Oh, yeah, that'll be tough to get it out by the 21st, but uh, if I get that out there. If not, sorry about talking about something that's already gone. <laughs> Nature of the Beast, I think, was the first podcast, but that's inspiration for me to get it out there. That's right. Um, that'll be my part of the support for those organizations. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on, and, um, yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Cheers. Cheers. Beers on tap. As you know, we brew in very small batches here at Dark Sky, so our beer menu is always changing. So what's currently on tap? Well, we have an awesome s'mores stout. We have hot chocolate, which is a dark chocolate serrano stout. We have imperial banana split. We also have a lighter margawita beer, brewed with limes and salt. Also, uh, Bloody Hell, which is a Bloody Mary-inspired beer, brewed with Roma tomatoes and cilantro. Also, we have a lighter saison, a lemon drop. We have pomegranate wheat. We have wassail beer, which is brewed with cranberries, oranges, and cinnamon. We have a Juicy Fruit IPA, which is brewed with six different types of tropical fruits, including pineapple, guava, kiwi, mango, all sorts of good stuff in there. We also have Peelin' Out IPA, which is a tangerine rye-based IPA. And a newer beer just last week that came out, Dirty Coffee Chai, which is a stout brewed with light for the train coffee beans and chai spices. And what's fermenting now? So currently in our fermenters, we have a jalapeno pale ale, we have a Belgian black cherry strong ale, and a hoppy brown. Our featured beer release for next week is going to be our Five Rings Single Hop IPA. It's a beer brewed special for our Olympic trials hopefuls, And it's a special hop, the Eldorado, uh, which was chosen uh, in this beer because the name Eldorado means the golden one, and we thought it quite fitting for our gold medal dreamers. Good luck, Flagstaff athletes. And in case you haven't heard yet, uh, here at Dark Sky, we decided to set a very, very ambitious goal for our first year in operation. This goal uh, consists of brewing 100... Yes, 100 different beers in only one year. We have until May 1st to do it, and currently we're on beer number 73. So stay tuned and see how it goes. You can always check our Facebook page or our uh, website, darkskybrewing.com, for an up-to-date list of all the beers on tap and all the beers that are coming up. And lastly... As always, we just wanted to remind you we have an amazing food truck. They're called Threes in the Trees. It's a big red food truck, which is parked right outside the brewery. And they're uh, outside every Friday and Saturday. They have amazing food, specifically uh, different types of tacos, sliders, quesadillas, and even a chili made with some of our beer. So show up hungry. They are outstanding. Cheers.
Alright, Brew Trails episode number two is in the bag. Thank you guys so much for listening here. Um, as always, please comment. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to see more of, uh, what you'd like to see improved, uh, ideas for future guests or future topics for us to talk about. Go to iTunes and uh, subscribe to this and rate us. Uh, that really just helps us to reach more people with our podcasts. So it's highly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter feed. It's at the Brew Trails. Uh, T H E at the beginning at the Brew Trails. For uh, I'll send out you know when the next podcast is coming out or information about some of our guests stuff like that. Uh, for the show notes, go to brewtrails.podbean.com or you can just Google Brew Trails Podcast and it'll come up right there so you can grab all the links of the stuff that we've been talking about. I'm looking to improve that to get it strictly onto iTunes where you can click on it, but uh, I'll figure that out hopefully here pretty soon. Special thanks to Decker for the music for today's episode. Come out and watch them whenever they play here at Dark Sky. They are amazing, as you have heard. Uh, another special thanks to Mike Hopejoy for sharing his story, for coming on on the interview. And uh, thanks to everyone at Dark Sky, all of our awesome beer slingers, all of our staff. You guys rock. You guys really make us what we are for sure. So thank you again for listening. And now go out and earn that beer. <laughs>